The Wrestling Podcast About Nothing is brought to you by BDA Radio. BDA Radio doesn't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head on over to BDARadio.com and check out all of the latest news on the UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. They are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves. BDARadio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to episode 46 of the BDA Radio exclusive edition of the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDARadio.com. And the Podcast Radio Network. I am longtime pro wrestling referee Mike Crockett, and I'm joined, as always, by independent wrestling veteran, the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. Hello. Hello, Michael. Wow. What's up? I like it. Energy. (laughs) It's good because we get a long night tonight. Yeah, I've had a lot of caffeine late in the day, so. Perfect. Let's rock and roll. All right, finally, finally, I'm getting the true kingpin on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, are you? <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see after this episode. So long you can hold my interest. <laughs> well, did the Our Vantage Point podcast hold your interest this week? Um, I haven't, I haven't listened all the way through yet. Okay, well, you might find a very special guest later in the show. Stay tuned till the end. Oh, God. They brought you in for the season finale? Well, let's... Spoiler alert. No, just uh, take a listen. Everyone out there, take a listen to Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, episode number 60, this past Monday's episode. You might hear a little special something at the end there. It's a very good episode, very fun episode with Joe and Quinn, so make sure you check that out. I'm going to reach out to you, not me. That's that's very insulting. I'm a uh, close personal friend, long, close time, close time, long, close personal friend, or however that goes with... uh, Gene Oakland there. Yeah, are you? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm a friend of the OVP. Are you even in the their Facebook group? I sure am. I just got an alert that Joe Morata just posted something. Okay, well... Yeah. Oh, that suck it, Mike, huh? <laughs> I'm in that group. I'm also in the Putting Over Podcast Facebook group. That's our group that encompasses all the pro wrestling podcasts. Make sure you go to Facebook and type in Putting Over Podcasts. That is the group you want to join to talk about wrestling talk. Join us. Be a part of the whole community over there. Also, this past Monday, we talked about WrestleMania, Kingpin. We fantasy booked, much to our own chagrin. We did. Someone put in the call to us. And we heated the call, and we booked our top five matches for next April's big event. Is it April or March? Uh-ish. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. you know, we're still doing this, so we got let go. <laughs> they didn't like our <laughs> did. ideas. We got fired. Well, maybe some people liked our ideas. We'll get into that a little bit later in Merv Griffin time. Vince didn't, though. 
That's why we're still no, here. No, not, not, <laughs> not Vince. Merv Griffin time. That's where we get your thoughts, answer your questions. So that is coming up. Plus, one more snide snicker will be immortalized in our Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. But first, we are discussing a different topic each week voted on by our listeners and followers at the WPAN on Twitter. And the topic... As Glenn Abbott says, you know what it was going to be. It was the only negative topic on the list. Yes, I should have better known better, <laughs> Kingpin. Our subject, our topic this week, our worst matches. Well, it's going to be a short show unless you're carrying. I don't have bad matches, Mike. <laughs> oh, is that, the, is that a fact? Yes. Ask anybody who's watched me wrestle. All right. I guess we'll have to... <laughs> You have to go deep in the recesses of your brain, maybe to year one, Brian, to finally be able to pull something up that was less than stellar. Uh, perhaps. I know I've had a few in my day. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I think I've been a part of a couple of them with you. Yeah, I think we'll get into that. Yeah, Steven asked me, how as a referee can I have bad matches? And as a referee, you can have plenty of bad matches. And, and Steven, we'll talk all about it on today's episode. <laughs> this is going to be a three-hour show. It might have to be a three-parter. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I've had a couple stinkers in my day. I'll save. I'll save the big one for last. But okay, I've given you a second to gather your thoughts to really test yourself here, test your memory. Can you think way back when? When you were just lacing up your boots for the first time, was there perhaps a match we can start with here, Kingpin, that was uh, less than a five-star affair? Well, I, I, I don't... This is not like specific matches, more like a series of matches that I uh, had the misfortune of being part of. This is for... This is, I mean, this is like early, early on. This, this might be first year, like active type stuff. Um, I don't know the exact year, but if I had to guess, it's you know it's 2002-ish, somewhere right around there. And I was working for a promotion called UCW down in like the Attleboro area. They were uh, in the Moose Lodges. This would have been Moose Monroe having these matches. It wasn't even me. It was Moose <laughs> Monroe having these matches. Okay. <laughs> and I had a series of matches with a fellow by the name Skunk O'Malley. Oh, and another fellow who was a backyarder. I think his name was Angel. Uh, that that seems to stick with me for some reason. I think it was Angel. But we had, I feel like, three different three-way matches with the three of us, and they were god awful because you had me, who's like a year or less in at this point. You have a backyarder who's not trained. He had like a like a three hundred pound girlfriend who was his manager, and then you had Skunk O'Malley who. Uh, at this point, nobody probably knows who Skunk O'Malley is, but he's... No, do you want to describe him for the public? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think I wanted to describe him. Well, he's a... Probably at that point, had to have been around 50 years old, I would I would think, right? Does that sound about... I, I would say 40s. Maybe he appeared older than he actually was, but <laughs> had a boulder of a gut, liked to wear trunks... Had a skunk hairdo, like think about what that looks like, like a mohawk, but like the you know was dyed like a skunk. This guy also was was a bit of a bigot. <laughs> um, 
He might even be in jail at this point. I think he might be in jail. I'm not positive, though. Don't quote me on that. There were some charges levied at yeah. one point. Yeah, he would go on Marlboro, Massachusetts TV and public access. It was a show I appeared on more than a number of occasions with him. But we had some stinkers. And, and, and again, I don't have like specific dates or spots, but just knowing even at that point coming out of the ring, like I was... I was embarrassed, <laughs> even at that point, coming out of the ring. He also used to like to get color a lot for no apparent reason. Okay. Uh, and he, he, he did this uh, weird skunk strut, like Jeff Jarrett, Ric Flair-esque <laughs> skunk strut that he insisted upon getting every match. And he also loved to hit you with a drop kick that, uh, you know, would hit me, you know, somewhere between my belly button and my nards every time. <laughs> Your what? My nards. Oh, I see. <laughs> Getting clinical for the people. Yeah. So the, the, I, mean, I remember one specifically. This they, they, they wanted to do something with this uh, this woman who was uh, this backyarder's manager. And I think it was her boyfriend who was suggesting that she like flirt with us or something and then and then they got in an argument because she didn't want to do she want she was ever adamant that she would not kiss either one of us not that i would have i i would have kissed this uh this human being but these matches were terrible and i'm glad there's no video evidence of them to, to soil my good name these days are you sure there isn't i don't think there is at least maybe there is i don't know here's hoping <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, well, I've talked about a number of my bad outings as a professional wrestling referee over the year and a half when we've done this, Brian. Uh, what I haven't talked about, though, I don't think, features Finn Balor. Oh, okay. It was Fergal Devitt, the future Finn Balor versus John Walters. Nothing to do with them. They were having a great match, and they did a, I believe it was a German suplex, one, two, and I stopped my count, and they didn't, no one kicked out. You jackass. So I found a way to ruin a perfectly good professional wrestling encounter. Fergal Devitt only like a year or two in at this point, but he was still at this point very good. This has been before Japan. This is before everything. He... Did a little visit. He was around for like, what would you say? At least six months, right? In the uh, New England area? For a little bit, yeah. If I remember correctly, like Chaotic was like not real keen on using him regularly. No, there's only one occasion where he was booked by Chaotic Wrestling. Good good call there. Who was a booker at the time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, had, had to have been some combination of Fat Pants, Mucko, Jamie... Had to be something like that. But anyway, yes, I found a way to ruin a perfectly good match. Not, I mean, that's not... When I think talk about the worst matches, that's not at the top of the list. But, I mean, I'm working my way up here. But that was just one that, uh, personally, I had a little pit in my stomach after that one. All right. Brian, did, you mentioned this, but do you think can you think of any that we had together that we were both in the ring for? Uh, well, I think about the Battle Royal spot you blew. Oh, you were in that tag team Battle Royal? Yeah, me and Sledge were the ones that were supposed to win it. Oh. Yeah, yeah you piece of garbage. Well, you got to talk to the referees before we go out and let us know. <laughs> what was the whole situation again? I, 
I don't know. There was some, I, I, you know, I don't even freaking remember. Some like elimination type thing, and I think you rang the bell and you weren't supposed to. Or God, this is. We should take it notes, huh? <laughs> yeah. Someone fell off, or the, like, there was like a battle happening on the apron. Someone fell off, but they weren't supposed to. It, it was a whole debacle. And myself and Sean Matt Bennett, who is now with the WWE, who. Uh, I don't mean to sully his good name. He is a fine referee doing big things on the main roster for Raw. But he ended up taking control and say, and, and calling the match uh, in favor of Big Rick Fuller and Fred Sampson, I think, who is a.k.a. Darren Young. Is that how it ended? Something along those lines. Was, yeah. And you guys were supposed to win? Well, we ended up with the belts afterwards or something. I think it broke down into like we were supposed to have a tag. Like the last two teams were supposed to have a tag match. Yeah, no like, one told us that. Convoluted. But well, that's not my friggin' job. That's the job of the booker, man. The booker man? Yeah, read the booking <laughs> sheet, Mike. Well, it wasn't on the booking sheet, my friend. <laughs> if that was the case, I definitely wouldn't know. But from then on, I always made sure to get with the participants in the Battle Royal. Because, you know, you think Battle Royal, it's simple. Guys fall out until there's one guy left in the ring, and you call him the winner. But after this, I made sure to find out what is going on with the Battle Royals. How is the finish happening so I would be prepared? Because this was a debacle. I just remember you being on, like, modified suicide watch afterwards. It happened quite often with these things, with these <laughs> terrible matches. I mean, we've talked about the match, a referee between two WWE slash WWF divas. And uh, it was Ivory and Tori, not Tori Wilson, the other Tori. And there was a similar situation where, I mean, I'll say it, they called a different finish to me. And somehow the finish got changed when they got to the ring. And... I wasn't aware of it, and I stopped my count, and they didn't kick out. <laughs> so this happens quite often when you're a referee. You, you don't want to. It's never happened on a big stage, though, right, Mike? On the big stage? Like for a national company, like right? That never happened, right? Uh, well, there might have been something for Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, I talked about this, too. you went back and redeemed yourself afterwards, right? No, I was done. That was that was my last appearance for Ring of Honor. Uh, we talked about this too with Matt Seidel, aka Evan Bourne, where he said, "This is my one false. Make sure you handled this one false finish correctly. This is my big false. This is it." And I fucked it up. I like the way this episode's going so far. It's a wonder why I am on an extended hiatus. Maybe it's not of my own volition. Maybe it's just that I stopped getting booked. It's a wonder you ever got booked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, enough of me. Back onto you. Terrible matches. I've never had another bad match in my life. That was it? No, I you know, I, I think about the days going up to Maine and it's kind of a, you know, it's a, it's amazing what Limitless Wrestling has kind of done for wrestling in Maine because when I first started, man, wrestling in Maine was quite the experience. Uh, and I wrestled for Tony Atlas's promotion up there, Atlas Championship Wrestling, and and he had a woman who was his champion, not like his woman's champion, like she was like the heavyweight champion, Amanda Storm, and she was a perfectly nice lady, but maybe not the best professional wrestler on uh, on on earth, and uh, I was, you know, uh, now who? What was your name? Oh. Uh, 
What the hell was I up there? I think maybe Brian the Sherman Tank Abbott. <laughs> I think. Okay. That sounds about right. All right. But uh, we were the TV main event. He had television up in Lewiston, Maine, and we were the TV main event. And I outweighed her by, you know, fucking 300 pounds. And she proceeded to just mop the floor with me, you know. And and, and I, I, you know, I was very green at the time, maybe a year or two. Again, this is very early, like a year, maybe a little bit later in, maybe a two years in. I, I don't even quite think that, though. And I get to the back and... Tony Atlas is yelling at me because how could I let her do that to me? And I was like, I don't know. She was the champion. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I didn't. And he, and he, and he told me I, I ruined myself up there. <laughs> and it was. Uh, yeah. So and then and then I had to listen to other people tell me how it's been it's being shown all over Maine, and I'll never be able to wrestle in Maine again. Which at that point was not really a big loss. <laughs> 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 But thank God for Randy Carver, who welcomed you back after a long absence. <laughs> yeah, and it hasn't brought me back in like eight months. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's a good friend of the podcast. He is. Randy's a good dude. I'll be back there, I'm sure, at, at, at some point. That reminds me of True Life, I'm a Pro Wrestler with Tony Atlas versus Master Sandy. Is that reminiscent of your match with the Manda Storm? No, no, I wasn't asking her to kick my face in. Okay. <laughs> Just every time I'd go to do something, she would just cut me off, hit me in the balls, something along those lines. <laughs> and she was a baby face, by the way. She was a baby face. Well, she had to do something to combat this big, massive man looking to take her title, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, do, you want, do you want something a little later on, Mike? Please. This one is, is pretty bad, too. I guess all three of these guys are no longer part of the pro wrestling business. But it was myself and Sledge. Of chaotic wrestling fame versus Omega Security, Tony Omega and uh, Barricade. <laughs> uh, and this match, I don't know. I was I remember being on the apron at one point. It, it was going so poorly. I could not figure out what any of them were doing. And I remember just yelling at them on the apron at one point, like, "What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing?" It was it was awful. By the time the match ended, there was awkward silence by the crowd. I, I want to say like we, me and Sledge were the heels, but then like Omega and Nick put like a heat on and like were cheating and stuff on, on Sledge, and it was just it was awful. It was awful. I just remember storming storming to the back, just being absolutely beside myself. Was this Tingsboro? Yes. Yeah. Were you the ref in this match? I believe I was the ref. Yeah. Do you remember this thing, Mike? I, I think I do. I do remember some awkward silences. I remember you on the apron being very frustrated, upset. And yeah, I mean, these guys, well, I was going to say. Tony, Tony Omega has been around longer than me. So. <laughs> well, the I other wasn't two. even a veteran in the match. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But yeah, that match was... Oh. Uh, I, I, was, I, can't, I can't believe we got two, uh, two connections there, <laughs> two of our worst matches all in one. But I had nothing yeah. to do with that one. I'll just say that. Thank no, God. No, that was not. That was not. That was not your fault. That match was awful. I just remember uh, the uh, there was a, a fella, a friend of ours, who used to take pictures for Chaotic Wrestling. You know, he used to be a stalwart at Chaotic Wrestling, and he and he says to me, I, I had John Walters had just like left Chaotic Wrestling or something. 
And he says to me, and I think I just had a feud with John Walters, and he says to me, John Walters would have been able to hold that together. And I said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mike Jess. Just trying a little fun out there. Yeah, nobody was uh, nobody was having any fun in that match. The poor fans. <laughs> Ugh, it was awful. I just sat back and enjoyed. <laughs> nope, nobody enjoyed that. Not even you. <laughs> That's Not even true. you, you miserable prick. <laughs> uh, okay, also, I, we talked about this with Brian Fury, but the tag match that with him and Chris Venom versus Pride, it was for the promotion called NRG. Get it? NRG. And there was a problem with the hot tag where I don't know if someone didn't know who the heel was or what, but every time I turned around to miss the tag, someone came in and they didn't distract. It was just an absolute mess. Another uh, another time where it was just I was beside myself after the match. This happened a lot. This happened a lot <laughs> where I was just suicide watch. And I remember DC, DC Dillinger backstage, uh, who is no longer with us, just uh, saying this guy is about to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, was, I didn't even know him very well and he was like wow this kid's about to kill himself yeah Dave, <laughs> Dave didn't care that you'd barely, he barely knew you right, exactly. <laughs> you probably enjoyed it even more because of that <laughs> right do you got anything else there Brian you can think of yeah I got well I got I got are we going to are we gonna cap yes. this off now all right let's so do I'll it give you, I'll give you a two for Mike wow yeah the first one we go back a little bit but it's a couple years into my career my first ever chaotic wrestling match, Mike. This has to make this has to make my list of worst <laughs> matches. But I'm all I'm all excited. I finally get on a chaotic wrestling show. I get up on the second rope. I jump down and go to stomp when I land and hyperextend my knee, tear my meniscus, and have to hobble around for my first match. And this is against Billy Kryptonite, who was Chad Dick in WWE. The match, of course, was awful because I couldn't move because I had a torn meniscus. It was probably about three or four minutes long and uh, almost ruined my career before it even started. <laughs> yeah, and all that happened before the opening bell. Yep, before, before the bell rang. I was very excited, Michael. I was very excited. That was a rough day at the office, as Stone yes. Cold would say. And then, uh, so the, my number one, Mike, uh, and I, I think we've talked about it on this podcast before, uh, when we had my opponent on, and really, this is this this is nobody's fault. <laughs> it, it, you figure, especially at the point that this match probably happened, which is probably uh, four, three, four years ago ish, somewhere around there. If you put me versus Warbeard Hansen at the top of the card, you should probably feel pretty safe that you're going to get a good match. Not on this night, though. <laughs> uh, about oh, two minutes into the match. He went for an up and over, and his hand slipped on the rope, and the middle of my face met the middle of his ass. Stink uh, face. And, yeah, yes, uh, but when you're when you're running, you know, full bore, and uh, he's throwing himself out from the corner, full bore, and your head meets, you know, somebody's ass and gets whiplash back. It's going to be a bad result. The result was. Uh, probably the worst concussion I've ever I ever suffered in my life, where I had lasting symptoms. But the results in this match were that of uh, just one of the worst matches of my career. 
Uh, everything felt like it was in slow motion. Everything was a step behind. I was completely lost the entire time. I, I remember the match, but I don't remember, you know, I didn't remember what we had called. Uh, and like when he was saying things, I wasn't processing them like immediately. So again, I was a step slow. So everything was just off. I, <laughs> I, I've heard that one Tarzan Taylor was in the back going absolutely crazy talking about how the fuck could these two guys have a match this fucking bad <laughs> and i get to the back and that was awful and i say yeah i think i've concussed well that explains it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh so uh thankfully we've had many opportunity to redeem ourselves from from that night uh but that uh yeah that that particular match was horrendous and hopefully has been wiped from the you know the annals of chaotic wrestling history well maybe you can check it out on chaotic online right oh god i hope not if, if it's, if it's <laughs> up demand. there do yourself a favor don't go watch it <laughs> well kingpin for someone who 20 minutes ago couldn't think of anything you have uh, quite the little list there yeah notice none of them were my fault though oh i, I did notice that i did notice that <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I guess I'll top one off with this match, Brian. It was for Beyond Wrestling. Yes, Ooh. the promotion where you are a stalwart these I, days. I get, I get the feeling I'm about to find out why you don't work there with me. Yes. Uh, well, it was a match with uh, two gentlemen. One is named Dave Cole. One is named Pinky Sanchez. And this match just uh, went to shit. Went to complete and utter shit. Uh, because I was told the finish was a move off the top rope. I forget what it was. Like a powerbomb off the top or something or other. And later I found out that once they got out there, they decided that the ring sucked and they didn't want to do that move off the top rope. <laughs> And no one informed me. So, I mean, it's not an excuse. Uh, sure sounds I, like one. Yeah, the the moral of the story is for, through all this stuff here where I stop my counts, you just got to count. And I had a problem with that. So it didn't happen when they went to a substitute finish that wasn't quite as high flying. I held on my count and everything was awkward. And then they decided they were going to do a double down. And one of the guys in the match says, count me out. So I started counting. Counting, he doubled down. He said, count him out, right? He said, count him out, and he's not getting up. All right. So I get to 10. He's not all the way up. So that's how the match ends. <laughs> I award the match to one of the, one of the guys by count out on a double down. Everybody, everybody loves a good count out. Yeah, the crowd shit all over this. I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea what was going on. I left the ring in a huff. I was done. I was done. I was done. Well, actually, I had to go back out for the main event. But that was <laughs> that's a different story for a different day. But this, oh my goodness gracious. One of those, yeah, one of those time stops, literally. And I just feel horrible for doing what I did. I feel horrible for the guys involved that this is what became of their match. And uh, yeah, I mean, I did other stuff for Beyond Wrestling, but I wasn't, uh, 
that wasn't one of their top priorities, I guess we'll say. <laughs> so that was it really for me. And besides a couple of random appearances after that, that was pretty much uh, my swan song with the company. But uh, they're doing good things for you, brother. Yeah, yeah, I love uh, Beyond Wrestling. I'll be back there this Sunday, as a matter of fact. And they're doing great things for New England, for Rhode Island, for, I mean, all over when you think about their reach. Yeah, they've been a breath of fresh air in this area and, uh, you know, something the area has probably needed for a long time. And uh, kudos to Drew and, and everybody over there. And I'm happy to be part of it, happy to be part of the Beyond Wrestling family. And absolutely no kudos to me. I had absolutely nothing to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) You almost took the promotion down. (laughs) I almost did. I almost died that night. Uh, My goodness. There's a a couple more. Maybe one day after I uh, retire from the uh, squared circle, Mike, uh, we'll talk about them on this very podcast. Oh, uh, boy. Some stories had to be omitted to to protect uh, (laughs) well the fact that i may have to go into locker rooms with these guys (laughs) you're holding back kingpin i don't like it but i (laughs) kind of understand to the same point well one of us one of us is still out there week in and week out buddy and one of us is sitting on his ass doing nothing with his life oh boy we'll let the people figure out who's who (laughs) well i've been on twitter brian and i've been on facebook and we've been talking all week about everything that's going on and wrestling and we're going to talk about it right now in merv griffin time named for brian's favorite episode of our favorite show seinfeld we are doing voicemails over on the new age insiders wrestling network edition of this podcast get yours in we'll play it on monday on that show call 401-584-9726 that's 401-584-wpan and uh, the way to participate here on Merv Griffin Time, however, is using our hashtag on Twitter. Hashtag WPAN. Last Thursday, Brian, we had Jason Tiller on of the 10 Count Blog, 10 Count Podcast, and we talked about our unpopular WWE opinions. And uh, at this past Monday, we talked a little bit about some blowback you got on Twitter from that. But let's talk about some other people that weighed in on our unpopular opinions, including... My nemesis, Steven, at HHHGuy2004, he says his unpopular WWE opinion is the New Day has been overrated since they debuted. I like all of them individually, but I've never bought into the Rainbow Troop. Hmm. I can't sign off on that. That is an unpopular opinion with me. That is an unpopular opinion. That's hence the name. Hence the name, Steven. Yeah, yeah, we can't go with you on that. A lot of enjoyment, a lot of uh, entertainment from the New Day over the years. All right, at Randall Keough on Twitter, our friend Randall, he says, at Croc Sox is 100% right about Bailey and baby faces. Yeah, this was the fact that I said they can't get baby faces over these days. Bailey was a surefire baby face, top baby face in the company, like up there with John Cena, regardless of gender. She could have been one of the tops, but they botched it horribly. And I... Randall agrees with me, and you agree with me too, right, Kingpin? Yeah, I do, to an extent, I guess. Well, thank you, to an extent. (laughs) Thanks for modifying that. (laughs) All right, Mark Golden. He is at the Mark Golden on Twitter. We talked about promos, too, how there was a, a lack of spontaneity and creativity in promos, and he says they should all get bullet points for promos instead of pages of dialogue to memorize. That's why most WWE promos suck today. I, I mean, I wouldn't say they suck necessarily. There are guys that do well with, I mean, I don't know if 
Kevin Owens gets written for. I, I'm sure he does, but I'm not sure if he follows it to the letter of the law, if he follows the script, you know, exactly. But I mean, it sounds like it's coming from him. It doesn't sound like dialogue. I guess it's person to person how they handle the uh, scripted dialogue, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to take you gotta, any, whether no matter what the material is, you got to take it and make it your own. I mean, I'm sure they don't want you changing the, the you know the context of what they're trying to get over, but at some point you got to take it to take you know material that you're being presented to perform and do it. I mean, I, I mean it. The other thing too is when we talk about you know there's great movies out there and these guys get scripts and those are still entertaining. So why can't these guys be entertaining even if they are getting scripts? It's, it goes. It's person to person. It's different from person to person. Anyway, let's talk about this past Monday on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network, where we put on our booking hats. Kingpin, we booked WrestleMania 34, the big event next year in New Orleans, and Stephen checks in once again and says, Batista said he wanted Triple H when on the Ross report if he were to make his return. I don't care what he said. We're the bookers. Exactly. He will do exactly what we say. We do whatever he's fucking told. <laughs> Brian Bassshaw. He is at Brian Bassshaw on the Twitter. He says, I never knew I wanted Asuka versus Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. That match is money emojis. <laughs> oh, who came up with that one, Mike? You know, it's funny. You did. And then the next day on Twitter, I saw someone, I think it was Ryan Satin from the Wrestling Sheet, talk about Asuka versus Ronda Rousey. And I thought like, oh, geez, now that's out now. Our podcast doesn't come out until tomorrow. Everyone's going to think that the Kingpin just saw that and ripped it off. But no, we recorded on Saturday morning, a day before that tweet came out, and you booked Oscar versus Ronda Rousey. So What are you, what are you dropping dimes to people, Mike? No, 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 no. He did not get an advanced copy of our podcast. Well, somebody let him know what was going on. I guess so. I guess so. Or just uh, great minds think alike. Well, you know, you can't be trusted with your affiliation to the dirt sheets. I mean, you probably leaked it over to Meltzer. <laughs> I sure did. Uh, you know, you, you can't blame me there. He is a journalist and he needs to know these things. Jeremy, he is at ePlanDNFL. I don't know if that's how it should be read, but that's how I read it. He says, you know, I love you guys, but about that WrestleMania card, delete except for the AJ Nakamura match. Uh, why? What's wrong with the rest of it? Tell this guy talking about. I don't know. Well, he did say that it's interesting that we didn't mention Shane. Shane always has to have a WrestleMania match. I like a Shane, Kurt, Triple H three-way. None of them have to do all the work, but who knows? The episode was a good listen. Always fun to fantasy book. So how do you feel about Shane McMahon, Kurt Angle, and Triple H in a three-way at WrestleMania? I'll pass. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a WWE type thing. Sounds like something they could possibly do. No. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend Connor, he is at OKFabe on Twitter. Uh, good to hear from Connor. He says, crazy thought, but maybe just book the biggest profile matches you could. If it was up to me, the card would look like Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, Nakamura versus AJ Styles, Triple H versus Braun Strowman, Kurt Angle versus Jason Jordan, and Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. So that's his card. That's his top five. Feeling that or no? I mean, you had a couple that were on our list. Yes. No, I'm, yes. Feel, I'm feeling ours, Mike. Okay, of course. You booked it, right? You booked it all. <laughs> uh, and you gave me a gimme there for the for the main event. Thanks very much for that. I did, yeah. And, and, you know, I was thinking about it too. I mean, really, really, we booked six matches because essentially 
I've let you get your way on uh, Kane versus Roman too. So that's gonna be a big money match. <laughs> I, it was all booked basically for I wanted uh, Undertaker to come out at the end, and you have the moment with Kane and the Undertaker in the ring at WrestleMania. I think that should be the close of the story with Kane and the Undertaker. Well, I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're wrong. All right, let's get on to Glenn Abbott then. Here's our buddy at GA WrestleNut on Twitter. He says, what's that funny smell? It's some sort of burning smell. Oh, it's Twitter burning at the thought of Brock Lesnar versus Batista at WrestleMania 34. <laughs> I like it. Yes, that's what we booked for the main event, and we'll see how close we come next year. Uh, not at we, all. We, we predicted not close <laughs> at all, Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think at most we'll get one match. <laughs> uh, TK, the executive producer at THOG94, says, interesting card to say the least with the way it was laid out. I would have skipped Cena versus Finn and had Roman versus Finn since he currently has the belt. Finn could benefit from taking the Intercontinental title. See, I pitched that. But F Roman, right? Well, according to you, yeah. You, you, you want to leave the biggest star in the company on the sidelines. <laughs> no, he's got Kane. That's a big money match. <laughs> and finally here, Mike Mills at Mike504Saints on the Twitter. He says, at the WPAN, would love to tell you how great your fantasy booking is for Mania in 2018, but I've eliminated watching 90% of the current product that consists of vomit and poop that WWE shovels us. Except Total Divas. <laughs> <laughs> That's the 10%, I guess. 10% is all e-programming. What does Mike Mills do once he's through what happened happened when Mondays (laughs) for the rest of the week? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. We've given him something uh, tough to listen to these past few weeks, all talking about the current product. I hope so. (laughs) Nothing makes you happier than making it tough on Mike Mills, huh? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to Mike Mills and thank you to everyone who's a part of Murrow of Griffin Time this week. We look forward to talking to you on Twitter and we'll bring you the best of it next week on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing on BDARadio.com. And speaking of Mike Mills, check out that Book in the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. They do two shows a week, Sunday and Thursday with Mike Mills, Hard Buddy Harper, and Doc Turner. And go to MikeMills.Podbean.com or anywhere you get your podcasts to subscribe to Booking the Territory. And I mentioned it on the top but our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast with joe Morata and michael quinn they have a number of great segments they're starting their next season this coming monday make sure to check them out on apple podcasts google play music all those different places you get your podcasts get our vantage point and finally the rundown wrestling podcast with jason stewart and a cast of thousands they are doing the rundown sit downs they're doing the flagship show on thursdays plus they're talking nitro all the wrestlemanias in order everything in between between on the Rundown Wrestling Podcast feed. But as for this podcast, Kingpin, we have made the effort to establish a very unique, very exclusive Hall of Fame. Now, in life, as in wrestling, the number one way to tell people they have to know good is through laughter. Now, I hearken back to those immortal words of one Tarzan Taylor. He told me all it takes is that one over-exaggerated guffaw to let everyone know you're pure evil. So with that said, I am humbly submitting this week's inductee to the wrestling podcast about nothing's He'll Laugh Hall of Fame. Bray Wyatt, you left me with no choice. I send it you to deletion! <laughs>
I just couldn't resist. <laughs> I could. I was watching this past Monday and I heard those laughs. And I know that Bray Wyatt has been on this podcast before. He's in the Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. And I know, I think Matt Hardy is supposed to be the baby face in this whole thing. So he doesn't really qualify necessarily for a Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. But two dueling laughs like that on my TV, I just couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I had to put Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy in the Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm right there with you, buddy. This was one of the best things I've seen on WWE TV all year. <laughs> it's unbelievable that the broken Matt Hardy, I guess he's woken now instead of broken. Now he has made his way finally to WWE. I just I thought the way they put that together with the neither one of them live and, and they're not even really talking to each other. They just keep cutting back and forth. To <laughs> it was it was so well done and... and one of the best things I've seen on, on, on TV all year. It's going to be great to follow this uh, through WrestleMania. I guess, I mean, you hate to say that it was good timing for Jeff Hardy, but Jeff Hardy was is injured currently, and so I guess they have the opportunity to run with something with Matt Hardy as a singles. So uh, it's going to be very interesting to see. Yeah, I, I need more of this in my life. <laughs> That's and I think we're going to get it. Uh, so to check out this Heal Laugh Hall of Fame inductee or inductees in all their glory, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or go to the wrestling podcast about nothing page on BDARadio.com. All right, Kank Pan, you're packing your bags, about to hit those highways and those byways this weekend, doing that pro wrestling gimmick. Where are you headed? Friday night, Mike. I'm heading to Lowell, Massachusetts for Chaotic Wrestling. Check out chaoticwrestling.com for ticket and full card information. I may see you there. Oh, special appearance? Perhaps. The extended hiatus is over? Well, let's not go that far. <laughs> and then Saturday night, Mike, I'm heading to Groton, Connecticut for Constitution State Wrestling. Find Constitution State Wrestling on social media for full card and ticket information. And then Sunday, I'm heading to Melrose, Massachusetts to take on... The evil students of Brian Fury's New England Pro Wrestling Academy, Anthony Green and Brick Stone, with my new best friend, Cam Zagami. It's cold brew. Check it out. Let's set that beyond wrestling uh, attendance mark. Let's jam-pack the Melrose Memorial Hall, beyondwrestlingonline.com, for ticket and full card information. And check out Powerbomb TV. Sign up for powerbomb.tv and use uh, code BEYOND to get, I believe, a free trial and and all sorts of access to Beyond content and much more. All right. To book the Kingpin, email brymalonis at comcast.net or DM him on Twitter at brymalonis. And for more on the wrestling podcast about nothing and to check out BDA Radio's MMA podcast, A Man Walks Into an Armbar with Chad Alden and Paul St. Eman Jr., head on over to your home for MMA and wrestling talk. That is BDARadio.com. All right, we will be back next Monday with episode 86 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network. Make sure to check out the NAI Wrestling Network and subscribe. Then you can catch us back here for the next edition of the WPAN on BDARadio.com and the podcast radio network till then he is the kingpin brian malonis i'm mike crockett big ups to mucko and thanks for nothing